Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to deal with the rising cost of inflation to pay off your debt or your mortgage, pretty much anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Well, with Yahoo Finance, you can get access to the news, data, and tools that you need in order to help you reach that financial freedom. And when it comes to your financial future, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, you've invested all that you can. And now you need to take those investments to the next level by using what every financial great uses. Yahoo Finance. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. They're the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. today's podcast, I want to devote entirely to what happened in gold and in the gold stocks. You know, I was watching my computer screen last night and gold was down about a buck. I mean, not much was going on. It was relatively early. And then all of a sudden I looked at it again a few minutes later and gold was down $50. In just a few minutes, gold went from down a dollar to down $50. Somebody came into the market in a very short period of time with a major, major sell order. Now, I don't know if it's one individual or a group of individuals, but all these orders hit the market at the same time, and gold immediately went down $50, below $1,100. And then a minute or two later, it was only down $25. And then it kind of traded between down 25 and down like 32 33 The highest I saw it get after that was maybe down about $18, $17. Uh, it was down about 20 bucks. By the time New York trading finally opened, and by the time they rang the bell, not that they actually ring a bell, I guess, in the gold market these days, but as I'm recording this, it's a little bit after the close of the New York market, and gold's now down $37 on the day, much closer to the day's lows than the day's highs, and below 1100 You know, silver was only down about $0.15 cents today, which gold down 37 doesn't seem like a lot. Silver at about 1470. You know, there were points during the day today and last night where silver was up a little bit. I think I saw it up a dime at one point earlier today when gold was still down $20. So this was really about gold today dragging down silver, but all the action was in gold. And you have to ask yourself why? I mean, why did somebody come and dump all that gold uh, early Asian trading last night? Clearly, Whoever sold all that gold, their goal was not to get a good price. Their goal was to knock the price down. Now, maybe that served their interest. Maybe they had a lot of puts. Maybe they had shorted a lot of gold stocks, and they knew that if they can break key support overnight, that they can do a lot of damage. In fact, the gold stock index 
was down, this is the gold and silver index, uh, the HUI, was down 10% on the day. And there were many gold stocks that were down 15% or more. Major companies, huge drops in one day. And remember, these stocks were already on multi-year lows coming into today's session. In fact, if you now look at this bear market in gold stocks, this is now bigger than the bear market that went from 1996 to 2000. This one is much bigger, even though that bear market capped a 20-year bear market because gold peaked out at, in 1980 at 800. And so by the time it bottomed out around 99, 2000, it was down around 260. At the end of that bear market, during all the euphoria of the dot-com bubble, we had this final drop in gold stocks that went on for four years. This drop in the last four years is bigger than that drop even though the price of gold is still about 1100 It's not 260 We've had a much worse bear market in gold mining stocks and the relative valuations of gold stocks relative to the stock market. Forget about the NASDAQ because that was crazy. But if you look at it relative to the S&P 500, gold stocks are much cheaper today than they were at the peak of the dot-com bubble. And obviously, if this is a measure of trust in central bankers or fear that they're going to screw up. Obviously, the gold stock market is telling you that people have more confidence now in the Federal Reserve and Janet Yellen than they did in the Federal Reserve and Alan Greenspan in 1999-2000. And we know how badly that confidence bubble ended uh, for the economy, for the markets. And we know how bullish it ended for, for gold. But first of all, the, the timing of this sell-off comes on the heels of all of the publicity surrounding Janet Yellen's testimony, where I think she was among the dovish she's ever been, not basically saying she's going to raise rates, and then saying, if we do raise rates, don't worry, we're barely going to raise them. We're going to do it very slowly. We're going to make sure we don't hurt the economy. They're probably not going to raise them. And the media coming out and saying, Yellen's going to raise rates, hawkish Yellen puts Fed on path for higher rates. That got the, the ball rolling in pushing gold down. But I think what really sent it downhill faster was the announcement on Friday by China, coming out late Friday. China finally announced after six years of pretending that they hadn't bought any gold at all, they finally came out and said, oh, by the way, we just added to our reserves, and so we have 50% more gold than we've been saying. Now, this was actually bearish. Because people like myself, who had been speculating that China was lying, that they had in fact been buying gold, but just not being honest about it, the people who were speculating, we believe that China has a lot more gold, that they had increased their official reserves by a lot more than 50%. So when this number came out, it actually surprised the market because China basically said, yes, we've been lying, but what we've been lying about has not been as big as you thought. You thought we were lying about owning a lot more gold than we in fact were lying about. And so this was negative for the markets. Now, the odd thing about that is if China was lying about how much gold they had for the past six years, why does anybody believe they're being honest about how much gold they have now? I think they're still lying. I think they're just being strategic. I think they took advantage of the weakness in the price of gold to deliberately 
come out with news that disappointed people who thought that China had a lot more gold than they in fact do have. Now, why does China want to get the price of gold down? Because they still want to buy. I think they want to buy a lot more, and the lower they can get the price, the easier it's going to be for them to do that. Now, of course, even if this were true, even if China only increased its gold reserves by 50%, to me, that's not bearish for gold. Because you know what that means if that's true? That means that China has to buy even more gold in the future than I thought. Because I thought they already bought more in the past. I didn't think they needed as much. But if that is actually true, if China was only able to buy that little bit of gold, which is still a lot, but relative to what they need, relative to their reserves, if that's all the progress they made, they desperately need to buy a lot more gold, which is why they want to get the price down. So even if you believe that China is being honest now, that's not necessarily bad news for gold. It's actually good news because it need, means that Chinese have to buy a lot more gold than we thought. Now, I think they're lying anyway, but I think they still need to buy a lot more gold than people think. I think they want to get all the gold they can get their hands on, and they are playing us or the rest of the world, the West, like a violin because they know that this announcement is going to lead to selling, which is music to their ears, because they want to buy all the gold that they can get their hands on. Also, though, it's kind of like the perfect storm, because not only did we get this supposedly bearish news out of China, right? we got this supposedly hawkish uh, Janet Yellen talking about raising rates. In fact, Bullard came out today and said, well, we think the probability of a September rate hike is now greater than 50%. And this added to the problems for gold. I mean, so what? Greater than 50%? I mean, what, 51%? It's a coin toss. Look, this is all talk. They can say this all they want. They still have interest rates at zero. They've been there for almost seven years. But all of this is helping to feed the hysteria. So since there is so much negativity in the gold market, any news is bad news. It doesn't matter what it is. So even though China not having bought as much gold as people thought, even though that isn't bad news, it's actually good news because it means they have to buy a lot more than we thought. Everything is going to be interpreted as bad news. And I think the Chinese knew that. That's why they put this rumor out there, because they knew that they could drive the price down. But also, we had an article from the Wall Street Journal on gold, very negative article, basically comparing gold to a pet rock. And if you remember the pet rock craze, somebody came up with the idea of getting people to buy a rock in a box and, and hey, this is my pet rock. And, and somehow they were able to get consumers to buy it. And basically, the guy's point is that gold is just really a fancy pet rock. It's just a rock painted gold, and people have been dumb enough to buy it for the same reason they were dumb enough to buy the actual pet rocks, right? As if, you know, your pet rock could be made of gold. This is the same kind of nonsense that they were saying in the late 1990s about gold. In fact, one of the most ironic parts about this Wall Street Journal article is the writer concludes that people buying gold are basically making a leap of faith, that it's an act of faith. And he doesn't understand why people would be dumb enough to have faith in gold, given you know what an obvious, lousy investment is. And that instead of just putting their blind faith in gold, they should just buy dollars or buy stocks. And first of all, one of the problems with his article is he wants to compare gold to buying stocks, which is not a good comparison. It's an apples to orange comparison. I never make it myself. 
I don't tell people, hey, buy gold and don't buy stocks. I tell people to buy stocks and buy gold. Now, you know, if I think stocks are overpriced, I might say, hey, don't buy stocks right now. Wait till they get cheaper. Or I've been telling people, hey, buy stocks, but buy foreign stocks and don't just buy them randomly. Buy certain stocks that are good values and pay good dividends. But I recognize that gold is not a stock. A stock represents ownership in a company. And so it's an income producing asset. Now, of course, some of these ridiculous companies that people are buying are not income producing assets. They are income losing. They are loss generating assets. There are plenty of stocks right now that have negative earnings. That requires a leap of faith when you buy those stocks. In fact, in many cases, it's not faith. It's hope. It's insanity. It's greed that is fueling that frenzy. But you don't want to compare gold to stocks. That's not the appropriate comparison. Gold is money. A stock is is an investable asset. It's an income generating asset. Again, it's supposed to be. What you want to compare gold to is other forms of money, meaning fiat money. So you you compare gold to the US dollar, to the Japanese yen, to the euro. That's the comparison that the Wall Street Journal should be making. So where do you take a leap of faith when you own gold or when you own dollars. See, that's the irony. It's the dollar. That's where you need faith because what stands behind the dollar? What backs the dollar? Nothing. See, when gold backed the dollar, then you didn't need faith because the dollar was backed by gold. You could trust that. It wasn't a, it wasn't an exercise in faith. But the minute you removed or we removed gold backing, then the only thing backing our currency was faith. It's trust. It's hope. Alan Greenspan has said this many times. Plenty of Federal Reserve governors, if you ask them what's backing up the dollar, they'll tell you faith. Or maybe they'll say confidence or some other kind of emotion. But that's all you got. When you own gold, it's not a leap of faith. You're not exercising faith. In fact, if you don't have faith, that's why you buy gold. Because you don't need to have faith because gold is real. Gold is a tangible a commodity, a metal. It has properties that are valuable, that are unique to gold. Not just as scarcity or its beauty, but the things that you can do with gold. Gold has had value for 5,000 years. You don't need any faith. You just need to own it. It's real, right? It's not somebody's liability. You can own it in your hand and it has an actual use. It has a value intrinsic to itself. As opposed to dollars, right? What's a, what, what's a, if you have a million dollars, Physically, what is the paper worth if you had stacks of million-dollar bills? I mean, you can't do much with the paper. You can't write on it because it's already got ink. I mean, you can't wipe your butt with it. It's not, it's not that soft. I mean, maybe you could, but I'd rather have a roll of toilet paper uh, for that purposes than a million you know, dollars, right, if that's what you're going to use it for. So intrinsically, what is the dollar worth? It's not worth anything. It's not backed by it. It's a piece of paper. What gives it value? Faith. Faith, faith that you'll be able to spend it. Faith that somebody will give you something that you really want for the dollars that you don't want because you can't do anything with it. You don't have to have that faith with gold because if you only have gold, you've got something you can use. You can do something with gold. There will always be a use for gold. And in fact, there have been paper currencies that have come and gone over the thousands of years that gold is still valuable. There are all costs of paper money. But look, just look at the United States. What about the Confederate money? If you had Confederate money, you needed faith in the Confederacy. How did that work out for you? That that money is worthless. But if you own gold, if you were a Confederate soldier and you turned your paycheck into gold, that gold still has value. You put it in a, in a box and you buried it and your great, great, great grandchildren dug it up. 
they've got real money. If you buried Confederate money and they dug that up, they've got nothing. I mean, maybe there'd be some collector value to it. I don't know. I don't know how scarce Confederate money is, but intrinsically, it'd be worthless. In fact, it might have just disintegrated. The paper would have just disintegrated in the elements over time. But the gold would still be there, as beautiful as it was the day it was buried. So gold doesn't require faith. Fiat currency does. Yet this Wall Street Journal article is questioning why people would want to put their faith in gold. Why emotionally get invested in something so crazy and buy something when you can, when you can own the dollar bill, when you can own the euro, or you can own the yen? I mean, why would you want to have faith in that? Why would you want to have faith in, in central bankers when everybody who has put their faith in central bankers in the past has been burned? I read an article up on Zero Hedge, and they referenced this article that I'm talking about, and they compared it to a New York Times op-ed from 1999. And it was a good comparison because the title of that one was, Who Needs Gold When You Have Alan Greenspan? And I remember that article. I wasn't thinking about it until the Zero Hedge article reminded me, but I remember that article. Because I was buying gold. I was buying gold stocks for my clients in 1999. And I remember that article. And I remember responding to it to my clients about how ridiculous that was that they would say, oh, you know, Alan Greenspan is as good as gold. Yes, people thought he was the maestro. They thought he walked on water. They thought, you know, hey, nothing can ever go wrong when we have Alan Greenspan. He gave us the dot-com bubble, and he gave us the real estate bubble. He gave us the financial crisis of 2008. That's what happened to the people who put their faith in Alan Greenspan. What about the people who read that article in 1999 and said, you know, I don't want to put my faith in Alan Greenspan. I'm going to trust gold. I don't want to put my faith in anything. I want to own something real, something tangible. Well, over the next 12 years... After that article was written, gold was up 650%. So the answer, who needs gold when you have Alan Greenspan? Everybody, including Alan Greenspan. In fact, what is Alan Greenspan saying today? He's saying buy gold. He's saying, you know what? If we've got Janet Yellen, that means we need gold. That's what the Alan Greenspan is saying today. He's saying we need gold because he has no faith in Alan Greenspan. He had no faith in Ben Bernanke. Why? Because he wrote the playbook that they're all expanding. That's why he knows it's not going to work. In fact, what they are doing, what Yellen is doing, and what Bernanke did is so far beyond anything that Alan Greenspan contemplated would happen. I mean, he didn't realize that they would take it uh, to this extreme. It's like, this is now like this Frankenstein's monster, and he's the Frankenstein, and it's much worse than anything he imagined. And now he's kind of coming clean in the way and telling people and they don't want to believe him. They want to have confidence in Janet Yellen. And this article just could just as easily say, who needs gold when you have Janet Yellen? Well, believe me, when you got Janet Yellen, you need all the gold you can get. And fortunately, it's now a lot cheaper to buy that. And it's even cheaper to buy the companies that mine it. Because once again, the entire world is fooled. They believe the Fed, they have confidence in the Fed, they have faith in the Fed, they have faith in fiat money, they think there's no reason to own gold because nothing could possibly go wrong. Everything is perfect. Everything is awesome. Well, what could go wrong? Everything. What went wrong in 1999, 2000? What went wrong in 2008? The amazing thing is the same thing that went wrong then is going to go wrong now because it's the same central bankers who have gave us the same bubble and the same fools on Wall Street either don't recognize it or they want to pretend it doesn't exist. 
and tell us all that there's nothing to worry about, that we should all party and put our trust and our faith in central bankers and abandon all monetary history, everything we know about gold, because after 5,000 years of use, it's finally worthless because they finally figured out how to make fiat money work because Janet Yellen is going gonna, is gonna to make work what no central banker could do before. And again, the most amazing thing to me is this is the biggest bubble yet. If ever there was a time to own gold, it's now, right? Because this is a bigger bubble than the dot-com bubble. It's a bigger bubble than the real estate bubble. The U.S. economy is now more dependent on bubbles than ever. The entire foundation of this economy is bubble after bubble after bubble. We have bubbles in stocks, bubbles in real estate, bubbles in bonds, bubbles in consumer credit, auto loans, the dollar, you name it. It's a gigantic bubble. There's no way the Fed is going to prick it. Pricking this bubble is going to have more catastrophic consequences than pricking the last ones. And again, as I think I said in my last podcast, it seems that the bigger the bubble, the fewer people actually can spot it. And I think because it's so big and nobody can spot it, you've got the opposite going on in gold. It's the opposite of a bubble. It's, it, it's the inverse. As much as everybody has faith in the Fed and faith in the dollar, the mirror image of that is that you no longer have any use for gold. You think gold is something that you can no longer depend on or you should no longer have faith in because it shows you the opposite of what people are thinking. And just when people get to the point where they trust the central bankers the most, they have the most trust in this fiat system and the sustainability of what is nothing more than a gigantic Ponzi scheme, and they're throwing their gold away, again, that's the best time to buy it. Now, I don't know, maybe this is finally the capitulation stage of this three, four-year bear market we've had where everybody is throwing in the towel, uh, you're getting a perfect storm of selling, how many more days do we have left of the capitulation? I don't know. It usually doesn't happen in one day. It's usually a process. But I think that if it is a process, the process has begun. When is it going to end? Again, I'm not smart enough to know. I mean, I've or, I already own my gold and I, I own gold stocks. I mean, I'll be buying some more. But I don't try to figure out where it's going to end because I am convinced when this market turns, it's going to be vicious. When the people who have been selling their gold try to buy it back, it isn't going to be there because the people who have been buying it, buying into the selling, they're going to be buying more, but they're not going to turn around and sell it. So when the speculative sellers are gone, there's no sellers left. And this market is going to be vicious. I think the market is going to go up even faster than it's come down. And of course, it's come down pretty fast. And all the big days you know, have been to the downside, right? That's a typical in this type of a bear market. But you don't want to wait for it to turn. You need to buy it before it turns, because once it turns, I think it's going to move so quickly that very few people will have an opportunity uh, to get on board. Attention, listeners, I have an urgent message for you. We're in the middle of a war. The global conflict is destroying the lives of millions without a single bomb being dropped. It's called the International Currency War, and your bank account has been drafted to fight. The victims in this conflict are our currencies, the dollar, the euro, the yen, the pound. They are all heading to zero as irresponsible central banks compete to see who can print the most the fastest. But there's one form of money politicians and central banks can't destroy, gold. 
Today, it's more important than ever to understand the value of gold in your portfolio and to keep a close eye on major market developments. Subscribe to my monthly video cast and you'll be the first to hear my latest analysis on gold investing and the currency wars. Visit goldvideocast.com right now to subscribe for free. I call the dot-com bust, then the housing bust, and I advise clients to diversify into foreign equities and hard assets while the rest of Wall Street laughed at me. Now I want to keep you up to date on the next crisis that is brewing. My gold video cast also includes personal interviews I've conducted with other contrarian investors like Jim Rickards and Axel Merck. Gold has gone up 256% since 2003, but it has a lot further to go. Don't miss the rally. You can prosper during this time of currency wars, but only if you stay educated. Get a free subscription to my gold video cast at goldvideocast.com. That's goldvideocast.com.